The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday, April the 17th, 2020. Today we'll be discussing hair. That's right, lupus and hair loss. So, You know what I want you to do all the way from the United States to South Africa. That's right. Grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and to all my listeners late at night, grab that favorite glass of wine and join the conversation right here on my story, Living with Lupus.
you know, those of us with lupus experience hair loss, thinning hair, either from the illness or the medication we take. I have the perfect solution for you. It's called Vitalize. Yes, Vitalize can help you. They are in the business of growing healthy hair. They have a hair system that can help you and even better, they have a new and improved edge control gel. That's right, ladies. There is no flaking. It lays down the edges and also protects it from heat. But wait one minute. Most importantly, the edge control has the award-winning hair growth ingredient retinin saw. Addition to the three-part scalp treatment system, there is a silk pillowcase for you to lay those growing locks on. Shampoo, conditioner, and multivitamin gummies. You can see reduced shedding. In two weeks, you heard me, and most see results in four. To see proof for yourself, Go on over to VitalizeHair.com. That's V-I-T-A-L-I-Z-E-H-A-I-R.com. And use the referral link listed in the information box on this podcast. Thank you for joining me once again on this Friday, April the 17th, 2020. Now, you've heard in previous episodes, I think it was episode one, the first episode I did, um, I talked about my experience with hair loss. And that's what we'll be discussing today, lupus and hair loss. Now, let me tell you about my hair loss. I lost um, 80% of my hair at the young age of five. That's right. My mother was, you know, combing my hair, getting me prepared for school And she stopped, you know, combing my hair. And I heard her go in to my father. And she said, Charlie, this is what came out of the brush and comb on, um, they call me Tiny, on Tiny's head. And um, he told me, he called for me and he said, come here. I want to see your head. And he looked at my head. And me, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't paying any attention. And he told her, he called her babe. He said, babe, take her to a doctor, a specialist, and find out what was going on with her. Now, situations like this at 
that age had become normal to me. They were always taking me to the doctor for either one thing or another that was totally abnormal um, for them. And um, they took me to, my mother took me to a specialist. I remember this to this day. Um, She took me to a specialist back, let's see, it was 1960-something. And the specialist was located in Highland Park, Michigan. And his office was above the Salvation Army. I remember this doctor. Um, He was a white gentleman, older gentleman, and he was looking all in my head. And he had written my mother a prescription out and um, told her, you're going to have to wash her hair every day and put this ointment on it and it should begin to grow back and bring her back in a couple of weeks and you know going back and forth this went on and on and on and my hair finally started to grow back now speeding up time This had to have been in the early or later 1999, 2000. I went in to get my hair done. And at this time, my hair was thick. It was past my shoulders, mid-back length. And the stylist who was doing my hair, I was at the shampoo bowl. And she said, Susan. And I said, yeah. She said, what's going on with your hair? I said, why? She said, I'm going to have to stop doing your hair. You need to go to the doctor and find out what's going on. And I just said, why? She stated, because I have a shampoo bowl full of your hair. And she said, I tell you what I'm going to do. She said, I'm going to... It was a wet set, roller set. She said, I'll give you a wet set. But she said, are you on any type of new medications? I said, no. And she said, okay. She said, go see about yourself. And I said, yeah, yeah, but you're still going to do my hair. You know, I, I had totally forgotten about when my hair came out as a child. And so she said, no, I'm not going to do your hair any longer until you find out what's going on with your body. So as time went on, and me back then, I said, yeah, I'll go to the doctor whenever. I said, I feel fine. It's a whenever situation. But little did I know, the reoccurring signs of lupus had started to rear its head once again um, on me. Now, 
I will be posting a YouTube video so you can actually see how lupus has literally scalped me. And when I say scalped, you will see the ball patches of my hair, the thinning, the, um, hey, I have no edges and I'm not ashamed, the loss of hair edges. Now, no, I do not use a relaxer. No, I do not use a hot comb. And if anyone that does not know what a hot comb is, um, just look up Madam C.J. Walker. It is a device that is placed um, on fire. It gets hot and it is put through the hair to press the hair out straight. Some may know it as a pressing comb, but research Madam C.J. Walker and you'll see what a hot comb really is. Or let me tell you this, a hot comb can be placed into a I call it a little oven that hairstylists use. It has open ends to it, but it's internally, it gets hot. You place the middle portion of the hot comb inside where the wooden portion, the handle is sticking out to heat the pressing comb or hot comb up. But no, there is no chemicals in my hair at this point. Um, I am totally natural. Don't ask me the grade of hair that I have because I simply believe all hair is good hair, okay? I'm not into the four C's or the three something whatever it is. I'm not into that. But yes, lupus has um, scalped me. And I was telling my sister the other day, I was washing, washing my hair and getting ready to put some conditioner on my hair. And I said, look at this. Just look. And she said, just thank God you still have some left. I said, yeah, I do thank God for that, but it's still coming out. It's thinning really bad. And far as edges go, edges are, um, you can see some peach fuzz. Let me put it that way. You see the peach fuzz. But you know what I did? I had to... Um, learn to make handmade ventilated units. And um, I started doing that. So now I make my own lace front and full lace units, which are wigs. I hand ventilate all of my 
um, wigs that um, I wear. Okay, so you heard my story. It's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, like I stated, if you have this illness sooner or later, you will experience the hair loss, the hair thinning, and as I call it, the hair scalping that lupus can cause to women, children, and men. Okay, so let's get started. A lupus diagnosis often brings many physical changes, including hair loss. Hair loss is common, a common side effect of lupus and the medications used for the treatment. Recent severe illness, thyroid problems, certain nutritional deficiencies, genetics, and Pacific skin diseases of the scalp can also cause hair loss. Now, whether or not hair grows back on the scalp depends on whether there is scarring as well as how much scarring there might be. When the hair loss is widespread but there is no scarring, the hair will often grow back. If hair loss is caused by medication, you may have to wait until your lupus is under control to treat the hair loss. The type is this type is most um, reversible. If there is too much damage to the skin, the hair may not be able to regrow. Hair loss associated with discoid lesions and scarring is generally permanent. So early treatment is the key. The most important way to control hair loss is to control the lupus activity. If you have lupus and find that you are experiencing hair loss, do not use over-the-counter hair loss treatments like Rogaine before speaking with your doctor. Now, Rogaine is for treating male and female pattern alopecia, which is completely different type of hair loss than we usually see in lupus. Brittle hair is also common. And many treatments, including steroids and immunosuppressors, cause hair to thin. It is important to work with your doctor to discover the cause and identify the best way to treat or manage hair loss. Let me tell you this. When my rheumatologist sent me to the dermatologist regarding the loss of my hair. The dermatologist informed me, oh, she said, oh, we can give you steroid treatments. And I said, 
how are you going to give me these steroid treatments? Is it a cream formula that you can give me? She said, no, we can inject um, into your scalp the steroid. And I told her, no, 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 no. My way of thinking, that's too close to my brain. And that was not going to fly with me. Now, you may say, oh, that sounds ridiculous. It may sound ridiculous to some, but to me, uh uh-uh. That is just too close of anything seeping down into um, that area. No, I know the brain is covered. But still, I was not going to allow anyone to give me injections into my scalp. When we return, we'll finish up talking about um, lupus and lupus hair loss and the nine most reasons why we lose our hair. So stay with me. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. Hair loss, alopecia, and lupus. Lupus or systemic lupus, erythematosus, is a condition marked by a wide range of symptoms. While not as serious as some of the other symptoms of lupus, hair loss is no less annoying. Alopecia the medical term for hair loss, affects roughly 45% of people with lupus at some point in time and to some degree. It is common enough to have been coined lupus hair. Hair loss most often occurs early on with the disease, and it can even be the first sign that alerts people to its presence. With lupus, there are generally two forms of hair loss. One is related to discoid lupus and results in scarring. The other is non-scarring. Scarring alopecia most commonly results from lupus associated with skin disease alone, such as discoid lupus erythematosus or subacute cutaneous lupus rather than with systemic all over lupus. In these conditions, lupus interferes with the normal function of the hair follicle. With systemic lupus, 
hair loss can be either dis- diffused all over or localized. When it is localized, it occurs most commonly on the front part of the scalp. Many short hairs at the front of the scalp have been coined lupus hairs. Hair loss may occur only the scalp or may involve other regions of the body such as eyebrows, eyelashes, and body hair. Some people will notice their hair thinning while others note that their hair falls out in clumps or patches. Now, I'm the all over. My eyelashes are really thin. Um, Eyebrows are really thin. And, you know, my sisters used to make fun of me because I had no hair on my legs. And I used to say, well, at least I don't have to worry about shaving my legs. So I'm one of those that it is occurring all over. Now, medications used to treat lupus, such as prednisone or immunosuppressives, can also lead to hair loss. Now, normal growth versus hair loss. It's not unusual to wash your hair and find a number of stray hairs in the bathtub. Sometimes it may even seem like more than normal, but losing 50% to 100 hairs a day is perfectly common. Generally speaking, 90% of a person's hair is growing at any given moment with the remaining 10% in a resting phase. The growth phase can last from two to six years, after which the hair follicle enters resting phase, which lasts about three months. After the resting phase, hair is shed, a few um, new hair grows where the last one shed. And the cycle begins anew. Now, I guess my resting hairs are just resting. They're not thinking about growing because all I have is what I stated earlier in the front portion is lupus hair. I call it the lupus fuzz. That's right. There are several reasons why people might experience excessive hair loss in addition to those caused by lupus. Those reasons include hereditary, genetics, alopecia, chemical treatments, um, traumatic alopecia, um, nutritional deficiencies, thyroid conditions, Um, but the reason for hair loss with lupus, 
hair loss may be treated, well, I shouldn't say treated, but related to any of the causes um, of hair loss found in people without diseases, but can also be related to the disease itself or treatments for the disease. As noted previously, there are two different ways in which hair loss occurs with lupus. With systemic lupus, it's thought that hair loss is related to the autoimmune basis of the disease. With discoid lupus, permanent damage to the hair follicle resulting from scarring leads to hair loss. Now, the treatments, you know, I mentioned previously about the steroidal injections into the scalp. The best way to treat hair loss caused by lupus is to treat the underlying disease, and that is your lupus. Getting good control over the disease usually results in good control of your hair loss as well. In addition, when your disease is controlled, some of the medications, for example, steroids, can be tapered or discontinued, resulting in an improvement in hair loss. People have tried a number of nutritional supplements, for example, biotin, but at this time, there is not any strong evidence for these methods since dietary supplements may interfere with some of your medication. It's important, as I've always stated, and as um, the disclaimer in this show, always consult with your physician or your rheumatologist. Now, we know that coping with trying to cover up ladies, especially ladies, with those thinning edges, trying to camouflage it, you know, that can be very nerve-wracking. Coping with hair loss is so very frustrating, and I am a witness to that. While many of the other symptoms of lupus are more concerning from a medical standpoint, Hair loss is something that is seen each time you look in that mirror. It's important to talk to your rheumatologist about your hair loss. Your hair loss may be caused by a condition other than your lupus, or you may have a combination of hair loss from lupus and something else. So, Always, always consult your rheumatologist or physician about your hair loss. Now, here are nine reasons for hair loss. Some that you may have already heard or 
that you may already know, but disease, illness, age, genetics, hormones, all types of medication, poor nutrition, rough hairstyling methods, chemicals placed on the hair, stress, and trichotillomania. These are conditions that can cause or may be due to your hair loss. So, be sure, ladies and gentlemen, to always talk to your rheumatologist or your physician about what could be done to try to get that lupus under control so that you can taper off some of those meds and eventually go off some of your meds. And this is for my ladies who are listening. Now, as I stated earlier in the podcast, I have to make my own lace frontal units along with full lace units Um, because when I went to go and try on um, units or yet wigs in the store they did not fit my head due to the hair loss around the perimeter of my head It had nothing to insert a comb in. So ladies, think about making your own units. You know, it it has been a lifesaver for me. And um, I don't wear them every day, all day around the house. No, I don't do that. But like I stated before, And I will try to have it up by this weekend um, on YouTube where you can see my hair loss. And I will also show photos of the units that I have made for myself due to me losing my hair for lupus. But never give up. There's always a solution. All right. It's that time. It's that time for me to go. And um, I know it's been hard for everyone to not go back to what we considered a normal life of going outside, um, interacting with friends, family, and so forth, and going to church. I know it's been hard, but if we remain prayed up and keep doing what we're doing, We can get through this all together. 
So let me remind you of this. You can't go back and change the beginning. But you can start where you are and change the ending. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, for another episode of My Story, Living with Lupus. Hey guys, from all the way from the United States to South Africa, stay safe. My prayers are with you all. I'll see you next week for another episode. Have a most peaceful, blessed, and oh-so-positive weekend.
opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lucas podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you.